Just a quick heads up, this show contains sensitive and graphic material that might not be for everyone. If you don't enjoy in-depth true crime, humor about true crime, and drinking, please don't continue. We want to be respectful of the victims in these crimes, but as for the criminals, we just don't give a shit. Welcome to Crimes and Cocktails, a podcast where we explore true crime while drinking a customized cocktail, created by Tabitha and Katie. Welcome back to Crimes and Cocktails, the podcast where we drink and discuss true crime. This week, just in, we're going to be talking about UFOs. I never believed in aliens until I encountered an alien. I can't. I never believed in aliens until I was abducted. Until I was abducted. Welcome back, guys, to Crimes and Cocktails. I can't keep a straight face. This is Tabitha. We've got lovely Katie recording from Sunshine, Sacramento up there while I'm in foggy Monterey. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I'm like dancing still to X-Files. <laughs> it's a good song, man. It is. Oh, man, so good. It's getting us It's getting us prepped and ready because this week we're doing something different. So it doesn't necessarily fall under crimes, but, you know, we want to have some fun. Uh, we're going to talk about aliens and abductions and UFOs and, you know at all so if you guys it are all. if you guys are alien fans you know um that there have been some sightings recently and you know we got to talk about it because uh, i mean technically it's a crime they abduct people so <laughs> yeah go. that's a crime it's a crime but um yeah yeah so get those tinfoil hats on guys i've got my alien shirt on Um, that I got actually in Baker, California, because this weekend I was in Vegas, and I, of course, had to go and get me some Alien Fresh Jerky. What up? I just want to say, if anyone from Alien Fresh Jerky is listening to this, that you guys need to sell bigger batches of the jerky, because I think I ate the entire, like, bag in, like, 20 minutes. (laughs) You're like, I leave in the parking lot, and it's already gone. (laughs) No, it's so true. Every time I go through there, I always stop and get jerky because I love it. My favorite's the roadkill uh, flavor <laughs> and, um, or the abducted cow one. That one's also good. But every time I get it, I buy like a big bag and I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring this home like souvenir. Yeah, it, it never makes it home ever. Like <laughs> never. It's, it's gone. It's too good. It's like finger licking good. <laughs> no more KFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're done with that for a while. Yeah. But yeah, so, I'm ready. Now that you guys have your tinfoil hats, we're going to get a drink. Um, it's called the Area 50 Fun. Get it. <laughs> anyway. a bucket glass, add a scoop of ice, pour one ounce of Midori, one and a half ounces of silver tequila, and top with one and a half ounce tequila. of pineapple juice. Uh, stir it up and then drop in a little bit of a lime squeeze. It's pretty tasty. I added some chamoy to the rim of mine. 
be a little fancy. Especially because, you know, a lot of, uh, I don't, you know what it kind of reminds me of a little bit is like a cactus cooler. Mm. It's like one of those little candies that you get from the ice cream man. <laughs> Dumb. I don't know Good. what little candies you get from the ice cream man you're talking about. I'm picturing it in my mind. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I really miss the Sonic the Hedgehog ice creams that always had like the bubble gum for eyes, but one was like super droopy. Or was there <laughs> like a over third one in the middle? Like an yeah, alien? Yeah, just Spongebob. And you're like, ooh, extra prize. I always, always got like, the Powerpuff Girl one. <laughs> nice, it. nice. Yeah, I got Spider-Man or usually Sonic the Hedgehog. Even though I was not a Sonic the Hedgehog fan, mm-hmm. they just always, my ice cream man always had that for some reason. Would never get anyone else. Sometimes you have Ninja Turtles and I'd be like, Ninja yes, Turtle ones but, are good. They all taste the same, to be out. honest, but. No, they don't. <laughs> well, one tasted like blue, one tasted like red. <laughs> yeah, blue's my favorite flavor. Yeah. All right, all right. So, cheers, guys. Um... We just want to say thank you again to all our patrons. Not one in particular. If your name starts with a J, you're scum. <laughs> you're scum. I did not actually even talk about it. Oh, no, no, no. You're not scum. You're not scum. But someone did, like, basically you're a shady become a lady, Patreon. Though. Just so they could listen to all of our extra features. And then they exited. <laughs> You ain't getting your t-shirt, man. <laughs> so, you can. I don't make enough for that. <laughs> but uh, to our other patrons, we love you. And your stickers got dropped in the mail. They're very, like, 90s-esque. I love them. I was telling Kitty, they kind of remind me of the... When you used to go to, like, the pizza place as a kid. And you put your... You know, you beg your parents for quarters. And you put in a little sticker machine. It comes out. It reminds me of that. And I love it so much. I don't know what I'm going to stick mine on. I remember for the longest time, I had one of those stickers from the machine that had, like, that glitter background. Like, ours do this time around. Yeah. And it had a cat on it. And it said T's. And I should not have owned that at, like, <laughs> eight years old. <laughs> and I had it for the oh longest time. <laughs> was it the cat... I can't remember what that brand was. It had, was. like, the, was- like, the long neck and then, like, the spiky collar. And it had, like, eyelashes. Yes. Yeah, you yes, know what I'm talking I about. It was, like, purple. that cat. Yeah. I had a blue sparkly wallet with a chain <laughs> that had that cat on. And I still have it That's somewhere. That's legit. <laughs> and I was literally trying to find it the other day because I was like, I want to bring it back. Like, yeah. I loved that thing. I don't know where it is. I don't remember what that brand was called or what that cat Me was called. Me either, but I, we, I know we're talking about the same cat. And yeah, I that really cat was liked it. that cat. <laughs> that cat was all that. <laughs> um, I would totally oh. have a wallet like that right now. Yeah, I would too. I'd also have an alien wallet. <laughs> I do have a lot of alien stuff, guys. Um, I love aliens. And this is a different kind of episode from our usual bloodshed, gore, rape, and murder. <laughs> Although, I mean, there have been some accounts of aliens raping people, so yeah. there's that. Probe. That song um, by Katy Perry. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, there's so many songs about aliens. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I was trying to think of, like, there's so many movies of aliens. I remember being a kid, and my grandpa, he really liked um, Mars Attacks, and I'd watch that. I wasn't supposed to watch it when I was a kid, but I definitely did watch it. I watched it as an adult, and I'm like, this is hilarious, but not for kids. <laughs> So many things about aliens. Uh, I think one of the first alien movies that I really remember watching, like in middle school or high school, was Signs. That's a good one. 
Yeah, I loved I like Men in Black when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Loved I Men, Men, Men in Black. Black. Or Space Jam. Yes, and Space Jam. And of course, X-Files, because, you know, as we were just listening Men to. Men in Black. But, yeah. yeah. I always loved the alien on the farm, and he's all, water, sugar, water. I still felt that to my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, oh, there's man. so many good things. People in the 90s loved aliens, though. Like, they're even more so than now, I would say. But, yeah, so this is kind of a a weird subject, and you're probably like, why are we talking about aliens? Well, guys, it's current. It's current news. The government's talking about it. So why not? Why can't we talk about it? Yeah. You want to talk about criminals? Yeah. uh, A government episode. A little bit different. The government's a criminal here. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to talk about a few sightings and then talk about some theories and kind of just what's going on in current news with this. Normally, we would start our episodes on the history of things, um, but I don't really know how to do that with this subject, so (laughs) we'd have to go really far back for beginnings. Yeah. Um, Go back to the beginning. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So we're not going to have time for that. (laughs) Yeah, I think we have like one very old... alien thing we'll start there yeah this is like an alien light little tidbit being like we're just gonna ease ourselves in it so let's get into it there have been ufo sightings and mentions of aliens for you know centuries of course um and this one in particular has been a historical um debate of whether it's aliens or uh, native americans which is the ohio serpent mound so the serpent mound is you know in ohio in adams county And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a long snake-shaped mound. It's over 1,300 feet in length. It is massive. So based on an archaeological dig in the 1880s, the mound was made by a group within the Adena culture around 1070 CE. Um, This date is not agreed upon, by the way. That seems to be, like, the consensus that I can find. But what does CE mean again? Common era. That's now. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes. I was like, wait, what? Our current. <laughs> Where's the BC? <laughs> that stuff is outdated. <laughs> and so, and, okay. And museums use BCE and CE now. <laughs> so anyway, ah. um, but you know, this uh, this isn't the only mound in the area, but it's the most elaborate. Um, so it's caused some people to see it as a sign of early alien existence. Um, most people don't believe that it was actually made by aliens, but they believe that it was a message intended for aliens. So humans trying to contact, you know, the, the unknown from a very early date. So the full extent of the mound can, um, it can only be viewed from above, um, very high above. So, you know, obviously that's not something that was possible in 1070 CE, um, from your average Joe. So not long before, um, and then not long before it was created, two astronomically important events happened that may have inspired um, the, you know, the people to get a message to beyond. So a supernova in 1054, um, which had also been reported by Chinese astronomers, um, was visible for two weeks, even during the day, which, you know, obviously that was, I'm sure that looked crazy. And then there's Halley's Comet in 1066, which, you know, you can see every 70, 76 years, I think it is. So um, it's believed that the Adena people witnessed these events and then wanted to reach out to them by sending a snake, which was a symbol in their culture for regrowth and fertility and a whole bunch of other stuff. So 
The, um, the mound is also built on the edge of a meteor crater, which contains iridium. Um, and so shows like Ancient Aliens, which is unfortunately on the History Channel, yes. um, makes the claim <laughs> that this was a marker for like they, that they created to be like, oh, aliens, you can come and land here and then mine for iridium. Um, but you know, we may never know the connection or if there is a connection at all between the mounted aliens, but it's interesting to kind of wonder why it was built by the crater site and then why, you know, it was built to only be viewed fully from above. Um, and then also its head faced, um, the sunset during the summer solstice, which is pretty cool. So, um, a lot of new agey people kind of go to the site now and like bury stuff in it, which is you know, kind of ruining it, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> go off. So anyway, but, so we don't know if there's a connection between aliens and the crater or, or in the mound, or if it was purely for ceremonial purposes. Um, but it's, you know, it's interesting to think about. And it's one of those early pieces of, um, maybe alien connections, <laughs> maybe so, alien history. And this is yeah. in Ohio, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got one reason to go to Ohio guys. Yeah, this is it. That is the only reason. <laughs> that is the only reason. So, alien sightings, and I'm going to use quote unquote sightings because it's not totally verified. Um, descriptions, UFOs, UAPs, as the US government is now calling them, which is unidentified aerial phenomena, and USOs, which is unidentified sunken objects, don't just exist in the US as. It seems like there always are in the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never seem to be anywhere else except like in the middle of Arizona or something like that. Yeah. Um, there have been reports all around the world for hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands of years of these types of things. Russia, Thailand, South America, Japan, etc. Uh, however, the most common sightings that have been reported by usually the government in those countries have been in the U.S., Russia, and Japan actually has a lot of unidentified flying object stuff. And I have a little theory on why that might be later I'll talk about. But in this episode, since there's just way too much info and theories and sightings and etc., we're just going to focus on aliens and UFOs in the U.S., So we're just going to talk about a few sightings. So our first one, April 17th, 1897, a UFO is said to have crash landed on farmland in, I'm going to put this, Aurora. I can never say that. (laughs) I was wondering. (laughs) It's Sleeping Beauty, Texas. So (laughs) killing its alien pilot (laughs) who was recorded. Aurora. (laughs) It's those R's. I can't say them. (laughs) I can't do it. But anyway, so it crash landed. Um, it killed the, you know, quote unquote alien pilot and um, who was recorded as being other world, otherworldly and buried in a cemetery nearby. Um, and the headstone's now gone, which we'll talk about later. And so anyway, an article about the incident was first published on April 19th of 1897 in the Dallas Morning News, and it was soon picked up by other nearby newspapers as well. The article stated that around 6 a.m. in the morning of the crash, people noticed it moving slowly and close to the ground before it hit into Judge Proctor's windmill. It destroyed the windmill, debris from the explosion, um, 
also destroyed a nearby water tank and then um, Judge Proctor's lower garden and then the debris was spread out for several miles. The newspaper said that although the pilot was disfigured from the crash, they could tell that he wasn't human and that a man named T.J. Weems, <laughs> um, who was a signal service officer, said that he believed the pilot was from Mars, which is quite the conclusion to make after in 1897. Um, after know, just seeing geez. him being like, yep, that guy's from Mars, that's a Martian. <laughs> okay. But um, they also claimed that... Um, Papers found in the crash showed never-before-seen hieroglyphs, and the UFA, uh, UFO <laughs> was made of unknown material. Uh, the material from the crash was collected. Um, most of it was actually dumped into the well on the property, but um, some of it was supposedly buried with the alien in the plot. So um, we'll fast forward a little bit. Into the 1930s, a man named Brawley Oates purchased the property, and cleaned out the well so that he could use it as a water source again. Um, after which, he developed a really bad case of arthritis, and he blamed it on the alien material having poisoned the water. So he because that makes it sense. Out. Yes, <laughs> got arthritis. It's damn man, damn aliens! <laughs> damn alien, they poisoned the water hole. Snaking <laughs> <laughs> a water hole. So um, <laughs> he sealed he sealed it up with and. Um, and so in more modern times, many residents have claimed that it was a hoax to get some laughs from readers and um, some interviews, um, interviewers in the 1970s were done with witnesses who had been children at the time of the crash. Um, so they were in their like 80s or 90s by the time they were spoken to. Um, but they insisted that it had really happened. Um, they said that their, you know, their parents had seen it or they remember seeing it in the sky before it crashed, but then weren't allowed to go to the site afterward because their parents didn't want them near it. Um, so, you know, we got people saying it's a hoax and people saying like, no, I saw that. All um, I can say is that the news really shouldn't do things like that if they are hoaxing. It's like when War of the Worlds mm -hmm. was on the radio and everyone yeah. really thought that that was actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 1897, they needed some, they need some entertainment, I something. guess. I don't know. I was at a, um, a football game like a few months ago, and mm -hmm. this is obviously like during COVID and they had just started letting kids play sports again and you had to be mm -hmm. super socially distant. But the, for some reason at halftime, the DJ thought, I don't know, they played this song, you know, they, I don't know where the DJs pick their songs. I don't know if it's the students that pick the songs or what, Yeah, but they picked a song and the intro to the song, I don't remember what the song was called, but the intro to the song was a scene from The Purge, and it does that whole, wow, attention, everyone, we are going into lockdown, like, oh, like you know, the whole thing, my and it was, like, freaking real, and I'm just like, what? And I was, like, literally looking around everyone, and everyone else was, like, looking at each other, like, this is real? this real like whatever and then i realized when they're like you can commit any kind of crime you want you know or whatever yeah and then i was like oh this is from the purge but i was like dear god guys like not a good idea to play that in the height of covid we just left our homes for the first time in months <laughs> yeah. and also we have no idea the rules are always like changing and yeah. it's like weird rules and and curfews and stuff so i was like uh not a good idea guys <laughs> not a good idea it's a bad choice <laughs> So in the 1970s, the Mutual UFO Network requested um, at this time to exhume the body of the pilot from the cemetery, but their request was denied. 
Um, they went over to the gravesite with a metal detector and picked up evidence of something metal buried in the ground. And they figured it was probably three objects in the ground. And then they, the gra- gravestone showed what they believed to be a flying saucer carved onto it. So after their investigation, the marker mysteriously disappeared from the gravesite. And then later attempts with a metal detector showed that anything metal buried there had been removed. Um, the well has also been tested to show and to see if, you know, that barley oats claim that it made him sick was true. It shows high levels of aluminum, but nothing else is out of the ordinary. So is that typically in drinking water? I think some is, but it said it was high levels of aluminum. So Hmm. it's not, it wouldn't give him arthritis, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, Brawley, I think you're just old. Like, I think that's why you have arthritis. pretty common for people to get so when they're working on a ranch too yeah exactly it's like inflammation of your joints it's gonna yeah anyway so another explanation for the crash is the sonora aero club which is a group in california who was experimenting with flying shortly before the wright brothers came out with the airplane so arthur author I cannot talk. Author Michael Busby claims that the crash was most likely the club experimenting with flying and that the pilot's body was just so badly destroyed during the crash he didn't look human. The club was said to write in codes, you know, like the hieroglyphs found in the pocket, to keep their discovery secret. And they have um, since been used as explanation for a lot of different UFO sightings and crashes in the 1890s and then early 1900s. But... There is a problem with this. The club, the club itself, might not have actually existed at all. So the only I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you're all listening. You're all what? What? Yeah. So <laughs> the only evidence of the club comes from twelve scrapbooks belonging to a German immigrant named Charles um, Delchow, who came to California during the gold rush. So the scrapbooks have names of members, codes, artwork that's like very around the world in eighty days esque. And then meeting notes from historians and um, and collectors who have looked at them, like they're not sure if it really was a club or if it was Del Chow's imagination in and, his mind. Yeah, right? <laughs> he's all yeah, my friends. But he was I've using been to the moon three times. <laughs> I know he was using real names of his friends um, to create the fantasy club. You know, if it was a fantasy club. Um, and you know, researchers have looked, these are real people and they were like living in California around the time of this. So, um, but you know, he could have just been being, you know, artistic expression because the drawings are actually amazing of what he made. And so, um, they're just not sure if that club actually existed or not, or if, Hmm. you know, it was so top secret that they don't know about it. Um, so this is obviously like a really strange situation. Um, was there a crash and the alien's body was removed once people later came investigating? Was it just a hoax for entertainment? Um, was there a secret flying society in California started during the gold rush and then they took the blame for UFO sightings? Um, you know, or was it just creativity later used as an explanation to cover up those UFO sightings because they saw the chance to do that? Um, you know, this is why people are so interested there's no clear answer and it just doesn't add up either way like it, it, things add Aliens. up for it to be right and an alien things add up for it to be a hoax 
Who knows? The first flight recorded was the Wright Brothers, and that was in 1903. Yes. So this was um, a few years before. A few years before then. However, mm-hmm. there were hot air balloons about 100 years before this. Yeah. Uh, but if they were a flying group in California, what in tarnation they doing out in Texas? I know. How did they make it that far? So the um, I, I should mention that the scrapbooks were found in Texas during a fire in the 1960s. Uh, and so this guy later did move to Texas. They're like, well, well, maybe he had stuff in Texas. Highly sus. But highly convenient. Yeah. Highly an excuse for everything. Yes. Ask me. It sounds planted. <laughs> it sounds like the government. <laughs> No, but really, though. I mean, like, what? There was, like, metal traces there they couldn't find, and mm-hmm. the tombstone's basically gone. I mean, like, what? And the then fuck? the mysterious arthritis. <laughs> so. Definitely, that's the clincher for me. That's the sinker right yes, there. That's how I know it was aliens. <laughs> okay, so this next story, um, I honestly, we could do like a whole episode on this if we wanted to, because there's way too many details and I'm not going to really do them. I'm just going to briefly sum it up. I actually stumbled on this on a Netflix show that I watched during my, you know, quarantine, very many, many, many many, many, many moons of binging on everything there is. Uh, One of the shows I stumbled on was Unsolved Mysteries, and they have two seasons so far, and I hate that they call it a season because there's only like six episodes per season. That's not a freaking season, if you ask me. A season is 20-plus episodes. (laughs) Like, I need more. Plus. (laughs) Plus. Six episodes? I mean, I finished that in an afternoon. Yeah. It ain't right. (laughs) It ain't right. right. It ain't right. I was up till four in the morning all during quarantine. Come on. I could have been up till um, five if they had allowed me. <laughs> oh, gosh. There were actually some times where I uh, I definitely would just stay up till like eight in the morning. I did that a lot of times when I was I was working and it wasn't good. <laughs> so. Yeah. And you like hear the birds chirping like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> I hear birds. birds chirping in the distance. So this show is called Unsolved Mysteries. Um... It's a true crime show, and they had one, but they had one episode on UFO sightings, which I remember thinking, this is so weird. Like, everything is about, oh, this this baby, like, went missing, or this woman went missing, we think someone murdered her, and some of them, they end with a conclusion, like, they did get solved, and some of them, it's like, if you have any information, call the FBI, kind of a thing. But then they had this episode on UFO sightings, and I was like, that's kind of weird, but here we are also, so, you know. Here we are. So this took place in Berkshire County, Massachusetts on September 1st, 1969 in the town of Great Barrington, which is not so great because the population is like 7,000. And that's in 2010. So I don't even know what it was like in 1969. Significantly smaller. 700. <laughs> yeah, 700. The spawn of the children's spawn is what lives there now. I don't know. Anyways, I have to summarize this a little bit. So let's see here. There was an unexplained phenomena that supposedly several people spread out across the county saw on the same evening a bright light and they all experienced a blackout for several minutes. There are a lot of witnesses to this one. Um... So I'm only going to focus on like really one of them. And the one thing that's really weird about this is, so 
I was telling Katie, I was like, I don't know if I should put this in here because I'm, I'm finding conflicting evidence. And then she's like, it's aliens. Everything's conflicting. And I'm like, you're yeah. right. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally when we do our true crime shows, if I find conflicting things, I just don't t- talk about it because I want to give you guys the facts. But uh, it's a little hard to do that in this kind of a subject. So yeah, there are two sides to this story. One side is that... Uh, <laughs> that this, like, was never really talked about and that um, normally, you know, whenever something happens, like an explosion or something like that, like how Katie was talking about that, there is newspaper articles about it, there's police reports, people calling in saying, hey, I saw something, like, what does this mean? Um, but one source says that that didn't happen. There are no police reports except for someone reported on that night that there was just a couple beer cans on their front lawn, which sounds like a really exciting town if you ask me. Um, And that there's nothing in the newspapers or anything like that about this. Another news source, which is actually the newspaper of Berkshire, it's called the, let's see, I think it's called the Berkshire Eagle. They claim that There were a lot of phone calls to the local radio station, but that the radio station routinely deletes all those tapes, conveniently, and that a lot of people talked about this and that there was even um, like a statue or something like that made, but then this town officials like got rid of it and then people were told to like shush about this, not talk about it, and then people who did talk about it were seen as crazy to where they eventually left the town because they couldn't handle the pressure anymore. So a little bit of conflicting stories here, but I'm just going to share the the Netflix episode basically went and found some of these um, victims slash witnesses and asked them to share what their experience was. And the one of the common denominators in this is apparently a lot of these people all experienced similar things, but didn't know that about each other until a couple years later. And they're like, wait, that happened to me. But then there are obviously some people that theorized that maybe it was like a plan and everyone was in on it. So I don't know. But I got this little summary here from Brian Dunning's podcast. He's the host of Skeptoid, and he did a little good mini summary on that. So I'll just go ahead and read that of one particular witness's story, Tom Reed. Tom's own story is that about 9 p.m., he was riding home in the family car. And he was a child at this time, by the way. And I believe he was in the car with his sister and his mother and his grandmother and his mother was driving, if I remember the story correctly. Anyways, they were driving through a covered bridge when a bright light outside began shining in through the cracks of the bridge structure. And when they emerged, they saw a great turtle shell shaped craft some hundred yards across hovering over the river with a cone of light beams beneath it. It paced alongside them, and suddenly Tom found himself having been transported somewhere else. He was pushed into a room, then found himself on an exam table. He was frightened at the sight of tall, insect-like creatures. No. The next thing he knew... <laughs> no. All I think about is, um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, <laughs> yeah. and the giant ant, or what was yeah, the thing the that ant. attacked the ant? Oh. Well, there was an ant, but what was the thing that attacked the ant? Was it a, a cockroach or something? Oh, crap. Or a spider. A spider. I don't I know. Think it's a spider. But I freaking hate that part so much. Like, it just disgusts me. Ugh. 
and the aunt, even they're like, he's our friend. I'm like, no. No. They're all riding <laughs> it. Not, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. So a tall insect-like creature. The next thing he knew, he and his family were all back in their car. Only his mother and grandmother had changed places. So his mother was in the passenger seat and his grandmother, who never drove, was in the driver's seat. So in his mind, he thinks maybe the aliens, you know, got mixed up when they put them back. So there's not really any physical evidence to back this up. Uh, There's no markings on him or anything like that. But his mom confirms that she doesn't confirm the whole getting transported somewhere, but she does confirm that there was a bright light and that they kind of were knocked out for a few minutes and woke up. And her story is that grandma was actually outside of the car wandering around and she was like in the passenger seat. Like, so either way, really weird. Uh, and there were a few other stories similar to that. Um, there was, let's see here, I'll read one more. So Jan Green, um, her, she was riding with her family south from Stockbridge to Great Barrington when bright lights on the horizon forced them to pull the car over. She watched as a large object rose silently into the air and darted over the mountains. And she said, I'll never forget it to her interviewer, even if I get Alzheimer's. So, interesting. Lots of interesting uh, stuff there. A lot of people said, I don't know. It's weird. So maybe it happened, maybe it didn't happen. Not really sure. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I got that's all of our things. Maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. We're not sure. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. So like I said, one source says that there's just nothing written about this and that historians looked into it and they couldn't find anything about it. They couldn't find any archives or anything about it. But then another source says that there is stuff written about it. So maybe just go take the time and watch the uh, episode one of the things too is that when they first regain consciousness all these people don't remember being abducted they just remember a bright light and then passing out and then waking up and there's a time gap that they don't account for or they just were passed out or they're in a different place that's pretty Mm -hmm. common with a lot of these victims but several years later they all start talking about how they got abducted and stuff happened and they were in a table and it kind of reminds me of the SNL, SNL skit. <laughs> like, mm, it didn't happen that way for me. They're like, it was, I saw uh, a beautiful light. It told me to, to piss in a pot. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? And one of them just going to town playing with my breasts. <laughs> I love, I love that Kate McKinnon. so much. Oh. Uh, so good. She's so, I just love it because Ryan Gosling cannot keep his shit together. No. He He's just, just trying so hard to not time. laugh. <laughs> She's just, she's flawless. She's like Will Ferrell with, like, she doesn't get, she doesn't break. No, no. Oh, my gosh. So, interesting. And, you know, apparently there is a a historical society in Berkshire County that wanted to kind of make this a little bit more public and be like, yeah, we had aliens here to probably try and boost some tourism. But other people were like, no, that never happened. So... Yeah. Even the townspeople themselves of Great Barrington are conflicted on the subject. Interesting. Interesting. 
so um wouldn't obviously be an alien slash ufo themed episode if we didn't discuss ariel 51 so area 51 area 50 fun the most haunted place of all alien terrestrial sightings (laughs) (laughs) it's just like i picture you in a show like you're just in a steel like a room with like metal walls saying that and then they're like history channel <laughs> history channel <laughs> click history or what's travel what's the channel one that ghost adventures is always on travel, is it travel channel? channel yeah yeah <laughs> so area 51 was created during the cold war between the u.s the cold war <laughs> oh my gosh between the u.s and the soviet union soviet union <laughs> <laughs> um, as a testing and development facility for aircraft. Oh, it was created and opened in 1955, but was not officially acknowledged by the CIA until 2013, which <laughs> I'm like... How about that? Um, you could not have officially acknowledged it, but we all know. <laughs> we all know. We all know. Oh, and then um, our boy Obama was the first president to publicly mention it. Um, so... Before that, nobody wanted to... It was all hush-hush. Nobody knew. Nobody (laughs) discussed it. (laughs) Area 51 is a top-secret Air Force base in the Nevada desert, about 85 miles north of Las Vegas. So during the 50s, there were two additional test sites nearby that tested nuclear weapons. And Area 51 is over um, 2.9 million acres of land. It's gated, heavily guarded, protected by the U.S. military. It's illegal to fly over, to photograph, and basically they don't want you to see it. So in 1989, a man named Robert Lazar claimed that he had worked on alien technology inside Area 51. He also claimed to have seen medical photographs of aliens and that government used the facility to examine UFOs. Conspiracy. These believe that it's at Area 51 that like alien remains in the crash wreckage from Roswell um, have been held there for research. So it's still top secret. Like no yeah. one still knows what the fuck's going on in there, except for Robert Lazar. Except for Robert Lazar, one man. <laughs> I remember um, there. So I remember a long, long time ago when I was dating a guy that lived in Fremont. Uh, he took me to some, and I can't even remember the location of it, but it was like somewhere in the mountains over there. And he was like, oh, there's this place where there's like this plane that's suspended in the air upside down. And there's like some kind of secret base up there. And I remember we like drove up there, you know, just to get spooked or whatever, like late at night one time. And we saw the plane upside down hanging. It was really weird and eerie and creepy. And there was like a really old wooden barn next to it. And we parked and we're going to get out and look. But I was getting really spooked. I was like, I don't know about this. Like, this is kind of scary. I was like, whatever. I don't know. And so we went back in the car and he's like, I think they're watching us already. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what the who, fuck? Who's watching and us? Then, who's watching us? Who? Who? And, um, who? <laughs> and, and we got in the car and he started to drive up more. And it looked like there was nothing around, right? Just like this empty area. And all of a sudden, I didn't even see them coming. There was like four uh, unmarked cars, like just all around us all of a sudden. It was really, really weird 
really creepy, like super like FBI men in black kind of shit uh, or military stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just remember he's like, all right, we're going to turn around. And so they just like, they were just there. They didn't even come out and talk to us. And one car started driving from really far away, like towards us. And I realized that that's like where there's like a weird base or something. And uh, we just like turned around and got the hell out of there. But it was it was really weird. I'm going to start my own conspiracy theory now. Um, Dad. <laughs> and so Area 51, right? I just looked it up. Fremont's area code is 5110. 5110. 51. Area 50. You know what? I feel like he might have even had, he had some theories that were a little out there. But well, I, maybe oh, I know exactly what you're talking some, about. So I you know. know what it was, though? Uh, he also said that it didn't show up on the maps the little base or whatever i've tried to google it since then i haven't thought about it a while i'm telling you it's the man in the what's my least favorite one the one with the man in the vents oh i hate that guy (laughs) and he has his nasty nest with all the spit and shit oh that's like my least favorite x-files well my least favorite's the incest one (laughs) Okay, actually, yeah, 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 that one's the first one, and then the second one's the best yes, one. Yes, Gosh, it's oh. terrifying. But, yeah, Area 51, Area 510. <laughs> That's California's right. version. So let's talk about one of the most UFO, uh, one of the most well-known UFO sightings, I can say. The Roswell Incident. Yes. I think that I grew up just not even knowing what Roswell was, but I would hear Roswell and immediately think of aliens. Yeah. In high school, um, my friend Taylor gave me a keychain when he went to Roswell and it had like a little green alien face on it and then it said Caitlin on it. And I was like, yeah. And I had it on my backpack. <laughs> was it spelled the right way? Yeah, it was. Oh. <laughs> so I oh was like, gosh. only from an alien place. And you get so your name spelled if you're listening and you you like us or whatever, and you are at a gas station and you find anything that has Tabitha written on it, like anything, <laughs> like you know how they sell stupid keychains or Swiss Army knives, and it's spelled the right way, which is my way. I want it, <laughs> so send it to me because I can never find anything with my name on it, and it's not that weird of a name, but they'll have like other weird names on there like i can't even think of anything i've definitely seen some names i'm like no one is named that and yeah. they don't have tabitha rude. does it make sense rude rude oh, i remember so, yeah, i was so stuff. sad i loved that keychain and then one day it like fell off of the loop thing and i didn't realize it until i got home and it was just Aww. gone or it got abducted i don't know <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it went beep 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 and just broke off and went up it returned back to it once it came <laughs> E.T. call. <laughs> I'll be right here. That's another good one. <laughs> so yeah, Roswell. So everyone and anyone who knows the slightest bit about aliens and UFOs, we said, has heard of Roswell. The Roswell incident happened in 1947 when supposedly three un- unidentified flying saucers, they're always saucers, which... Um, I was looking back into this because there were there was one crash I think in Japan where they referred to him as a saucer, and I just thought, why I is it a saucer? Forgot to mention that in the Texas one, um, on Judge Proctor's land, that it wasn't a saucer. It was supposed to be cigar shaped. 
aircraft. What? Yeah. So I forgot that to tell you that. That changes things because yeah. of new stuff that they're fighting right now. But yes. good. Yes. Sorry. I forgot to mention that. I read that. Aliens are real. But it was cigar shaped and... um. Continue, dude. <laughs> I just got chills. Oh my gosh. Ah. So yeah, saucer cigar, saucer cigar. Let's <laughs> go. Oh, man. Anyways, so three flying UFOs saucers crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. Of course. It's going to be in New Mexico, Arizona, or Nevada, right? <clears throat> Anyways, on, or Texas. <laughs> on July 8th, 1947, the Roswell Army Airfield issued a statement that they found the crash of a flying disc on a ranch just outside of Roswell. The Army, however, quickly retracted the statement, saying it was simply an Army hot air balloon that crashed. You dummy, nothing crazy. However, witnesses have said that there were three flying discs that crashed and there were human-like bodies inside them. Statements said that the human-like people were about two to three feet tall and dressed in metallic-looking outfits. Actually, one witness said he thought they were children inside the disc at first, so they were small. I'm going to read a memo that was written by Special Agent Guy... I'm going to say hotel. It could be hodl. In 1950, he wrote this three years after the incident. This memo is addressed to J. Edgar Hoover and is one of the most popular memos searched on the FBI website. It's been public and out of the vault since 2011, but it did first get exposed in the 1970s, but you know, as things that don't want to be talked about go back under the rug, it gets forgotten about, and then it was officially released uh, just a few years ago, I guess. So... I'm going to quote this. I think I need, like, my interesting music playing. (laughs) Yes. Read over the music, please. Okay. End quote. They, the saucers, were described as being circular in shape with raised centers, approximately 50 feet in diameter. Each one was occupied by three bodies of human shape, but only three feet tall, dressed in metallic cloth of a very fine texture. Each body was bandaged in a manner similar to the blackout suits used by speed flyers and test pilots. What? So the army has said that this was a crashed air balloon with test dummies in it. And it's just kind of odd to me that the local army didn't know about it or the local air force, I should say, didn't know that there was. Oh, I'm sorry. We were testing hot air balloons that day. And that's what that was. Who's testing the hot air balloons? Who? 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 I want to know who. Uh, So, not to get too deep into alien lore, I guess, but these aliens, (laughs) these aliens um, that were in the Roswell crash were are known as the Greys. So, there's different types. So, Tabitha mentioned the insect-like ones from earlier. These ones are called the Greys, and then you know, there's the little green men and. All kinds of different ones that have been seen and ones that are more human size. Maybe we little can do ones. an episode just on different types of aliens sometime. We could. We could. You're like, Tabitha, this is not crimes anymore. <laughs> Sometimes we need a break from This is just the weird stuff out of this head. <laughs> Sometimes we need a break from murder and get into the weird shit. So that's what we're doing. So anyway, now we're going to move into more current news. So, And I just want to say real quick that I will post that memo from the FBI website on our Patreon. So you can take a look at it 
and yeah you know take a peek it's pretty freaking crazy so now uh what's happening now and why all the hype so while one of the main um or one of the many weird things that congress packed into the 2.3 billion spending and coronavirus relief package this last december coronavirus uh, (laughs) it's real um was (laughs) i can't i have to say it it's like a tick now um so (laughs) What's the stipulation required? Now, now Spotify is going to put some like disclaimer on our episode. <laughs> Throw X Files. I just want to say it's really fucking weird. So when I went to Vegas this weekend, I posted a video on my story of me at Fremont Street. And in Vegas right now, they're full on Vegas again. Like no masks are required if you're fully vaxxed. And I'm sure that a lot of people there are not fully vaxxed but they're their not. best life <laughs> yeah. um and you know i was talking to someone about this because they're like oh like i don't know because how do you know if people are not vaxxed i'm like listen the people who care are vaxxed and people who don't care aren't vaxxed so that's on them <laughs> like, <don't> if the die the die we don't really mean that but no uh, <laughs> no i don't canceled um but it was so weird because I was on Fremont Street and they had a live band playing, which was really fun and cool because I haven't seen live music, even though it was a cover band and they were doing TikTok songs, which I thought was really stupid. But um, I haven't seen live music in a long time, so I was enjoying it. <laughs> and this is great. This is great. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> what they were doing, what they were doing actually is they were called uh, Zoe Bowie. So they were doing like David Bowie and like 80s covers okay but then what happened was is like dumb people in the audience were like play this song play this song so they did some requests and i was just like of course these people pick these kind of songs anyways anyways (laughs) of course anyways anyways let me get back on course yes so there was a sign in my clip and i didn't even notice it until someone mentioned it later to me but i just you know i did like a, a a shot where i was just like panning the audience dancing and then it was me and my friend, like with our drinks and everything. And I posted on my story. Well, Instagram noticed the slow pan that there was a sign in there that said, people who are fully vaxxed don't need to wear a mask. That's super weird. No one said it in the in the snap. It's yeah. just like while I was panning, it happened to pop up, but someone caught it or the computer caught it or whatever. And they yeah. put one of those disclaimers on there like for more information about coronavirus. You know what? All y'all that are worried about getting a chip implanted into you for the vaccination, like Big Brother is already watching you. So. It's your cell phone, dude. Like you're good um, or you're not. <laughs> If you have a cell phone, like, they're going to see. They're tracking Oh, yeah. My cell phone's always listening to me. I was Mm -hmm. talking to, uh, I can't remember what I was talking about. But it was super weird because I was just mentioning something. I looked down at my phone and literally an ad popped up for the exact thing I was mentioning. Happens to me all the time. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Anyways. So what's happening now? Oh, I was like, what was I talking about? Coronavirus. Sorry, I got you way off track there. So the 2.3 billion. Where my stimmy at? Just kidding. (laughs) Seriously. Where's my golden one stimulus? (laughs) (laughs) 
the um, 2.3 billion spending and coronavirus relief package um, this last December. Um, hidden within it was a stipulation requiring the Department of Defense and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence to deliver an unclassified report on unidentified flying objects to Congress within six months, um, compiling everything that the U.S. government knows about UFOs or UAPs, um, as they now refer to them. Yeah. So Trump said they had 100. He when he signed it, it was like, yeah, you, you got 180 days to do mm-hmm. it. So um, last fall, the Department of Defense. Which, real quick, I find it kind of funny that Trump was like the one president that doesn't really believe in aliens. I know. And he's all put on there. <laughs> so. He's like, I know. He's like, well, if there is anything about it, we'll find out. But like, meanwhile, other ones are like, I cannot confirm nor deny. I <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I did not perform special <laughs> experiments on that alien. <laughs> <laughs> They're just fun little green guys. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> oh my God, I just I'll sure know how to party. <laughs> so. Do yourself a favor, and if you haven't seen it, watch the video at Hillary Clinton's, like, kickoff party or whatever, and watch the video of her husband, Bill Clinton, our former president, playing with balloons. It will just make your day. Special. Special person. He's special. He's a special person. We love to elect special people for president. What was that movie that he's, they're parodying him, and he's all, give me some of those ding-dongs. No. (laughs) Is it Ben in Black? I don't uh, know. Whatever. Anyway. Every so, president's made fun of. Yes. As, as they deserve. So uh, last fall, the Department of Defense put together a UAP task force to research um, these unidentified objects. The U.S. Navy, under the Secretary of Defense, is heading up the task force. Um, and then last spring, the U.S. Department of Defense authorized the release of three unclassified Navy videos, one taking taken in November 2004 and the other two in January 2015, um, which have been circulating in the public domain after an unauthorized release in 2007 and 2017. Because, um, of course, everything will get leaked. <laughs> and then, yeah. um, the U.S. Navy previously acknowledged that these videos circulating in the public domain were indeed Navy videos. Yeah, because it, it, the thing about when you see these kind of videos, and I've watched them, and I'll share that link too on our Patreon, is that your mind goes to skepticism and you're just like, that's not real. This is someone like edited this, like it's not real, it's Hollywood. So the Navy, they released it uh, last year or the Department of Defense and they're like, these are actually real Navy videos. And I'm like, fucking do it, man. (laughs) It's the fucking government covering up aliens. The people who are like put on meds for like psychotic breaks being like, this is real. They're like, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) And why do you think the Navy is heading it up and not the Air Force? Fun fact, the Navy has more planes than the Air Force. Yeah, it makes sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, My boyfriend says they call the Air Force the chair force because no one flies. (laughs) Which, actually, the people that I do know in the Air Force don't fly, so that makes sense. Yeah, I don't don't know anybody who's been in the Air Force that has flown. (laughs) My grandpa was in the Air Force, and he was a mechanic, so... Yeah, my yeah. I I thought my grandpa was in the Air Force because he was a pilot, and I was like, oh, he was a pilot. And then my dad's like, no, he was a Navy pilot. And I was like, oh, 
(laughs) But also a lot of these sightings and the reason why they're mainly happening on like Navy uh, videos and such is because it's when they're having their, I'm going to butcher this so bad. I I feel like my boyfriend's listening and he's already like judging me so hard right now, but they're they're like practices, you know, they're practicing, right, honey? (laughs) Let's get down to business. (laughs) No, but they're practicing out there in the water and stuff like that. And that's where a lot of these sightings are happening is over the water. So checks out. Theories of that. Yeah. This is not the first time that the U.S. has had a task force to look into UFOs, by the way. There's been a lot of them. Project Blue Book is one of the most well-known ones, and Project Blue Book was headed by the Air Force, when probably the Air Force flew, uh, in 1952 through 1969. It was an upgrade to the previous one, which was known as Project Grudge. I don't know why it's called Project... They have weird names for their secretive stuff, by the way. I feel like they open up the dictionary and then just point, and they're like, that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, we just go down the alphabet. Project (laughs) Amanalapita. (laughs) oh my gosh yeah so the force was to research ufos and see if they were a threat to our security however upon its termination in 1969 or so they say the u.s air force said that ufos were not a threat to our security which i'm like i'm sorry what what you mean they not a threat to our security yeah so we're coming up on the six months here from December when Congress said you got to get, you know, that report to us. And while we want to see some crazy evidence put on display, it's probably not going to happen. So on June 3rd, the New York Times reported that the senior administration officials who were briefed on the UAP report had found no evidence that objects seen by Navy pilots over the past decade are not of this earth. So... I, I actually shared with uh, Katie this video earlier yeah. where this guy, he, he used to do, like, reporting. Gosh, what is his name? Uh, it's with an S. He's, Let's see. I know. Sager? It's, is that it? Yeah. 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 I can't say his last name. Injetti. So he's talking about the Pentagon and how basically Pentagon is, they're trying to get out ahead of the leaking of like their reports and everything like that and spin it in a way that they want. And that's what they do with like big things. So he said that basically the Pentagon's like, hey, New York Times, let's tell you about some leaks about that report coming out. Yeah, yeah. There's no evidence that there's going to be any aliens in there. Like definitely not of this earth. But what we don't want you to tell people is that we still don't know what the fuck we're seeing. <laughs> it's like, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> that they still cannot explain the unusual movements that have mystified scientists in the military. These movements are fucking crazy. Uh, I think they're going, so, was it, 13,000 miles per hour some of these are going? Yeah. And they're shaped like triangles. They don't have propellers. They don't have wings. They're not a hot air balloon, and they go any way, up, down, left, right. It's insane. Or now the other one, the pill-shaped or the cigar-shaped one. Mm-hmm. Like with no 1897 cigar shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And drones can't do shit like that. So it's really, really freaking weird. Just saying. Maybe some of you guys watched last month's 60 Minutes. Did you watch that, Katie? Yes, I did. 
Um, because I listened to last podcast on the left when they were talking about it, and then I had to watch it. So, oh yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, if you guys want to learn, you know, not learn, we'll learn about some USOs. Last podcast on the left actually just did an episode on that, which is unidentified sunken objects, mm-hmm. and it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, a lot of them based in Russia, but mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a little different. We never hear about USOs, but they're a thing they're happening so on 60 minutes for national tv former navy pilot lieutenant ryan graves told 60 minutes that yes ufos are real it's just kind of i feel like there's like like our entire lives it's always been like yeah maybe we've seen things where there's been sightings or something like that but you're you're just always told it's fake or there's an explanation for it or it's not real or maybe it's something else or we just don't talk about it. But this was like the first time that I've personally seen someone be like, yeah, no, they're real. Like, and then just seeing like this whole influx of all these Navy pilots coming in and being like, yeah, I saw this all the time. And he said that training pilots saw these every day for a couple of years off the East Coast waters, like off the coast of Florida and that whole area there where they're doing like their training and stuff that they would see this every day. And he said it's kind of worrying because they're usually hovering or hanging around, like they said, training sites or places where our U.S. government is actually testing out new technology and stuff. So whether it is uh an alien or another country like russia or china or something like that it is worrisome that we're not really looking into it or trying to figure out what the heck that is so i'm ready for weird i'm ready you ready for it i have a lot of student debt and nothing to lose let's go (laughs) oh my gosh let's go good grief so this is a quote from lieutenant ryan graves he said you know, if these if these were tactical jets from another country that were hanging out up there, it would be a massive issue. But because they look slightly different, we're not willing to actually look at the problem in the face. We're happy to just ignore the fact that these are out there watching us every day. Which I think, I mean... I understand that because if, like, they're like, okay that's a Russian whatever they think it's Russian and they start to accuse Russia and Russia's like well it's not us and then they're not 100% sure and then we like you know are verbally or physically attacking them based on that and it ends up not being them like I can understand why they wouldn't want to yeah. face that but, but we should should be figuring out what the heck that is. We do know that our military and our government has officially said that these objects are not ours. So whether you believe in aliens or not, UFOs are real. There are objects in the sky that are unidentified, and we don't know what they are, apparently, and they're not from the U.S. And that's that's kind of scary, no matter what. Like... <laughs> I think that's a little scary. It's a little unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. So, Graves, uh, he claims that his squadron of Super Hornet fighter planes began to see UFOs over restricted airspace in Virginia just after they updated their jet's radar system in 2014, which allowed them to zero in on a target with infrared cameras. So, there's also this idea that maybe these things were always there, kind of hovering, hanging out, but we never saw them. 
which is also a little interesting. So, yeah. And uh, I think the first president to actually talk about this is President Obama again after being president, no longer president. But recently he was was he was he on late night, I think, with um, Seth Cohen. And he's just basically like, yeah, the first thing I did when I went in office was I asked him if uh, there was like some laboratory somewhere working on UFOs. And they said no. But he's like. But we do know that UFOs. He's just are like real. I became president, so I can find out what's going on. Yeah, Dude, now tell me. It. Now tell me now. <laughs> tell me now where are they being kept? The thing is, though, is that like the like the CAA and like all the Department of Defense and stuff like that, they don't tell the president everything. No, like the president does not have total control or knowledge of things happening. I mean, I am kind of in the camp that Bush didn't really know all the details of 9-11 where Cheney did. Um, and I just think that and I, I, good grief, they would never trust Trump with any of that because it would have been on Twitter. But <laughs> he was all, I got uh, Melania. Melania, look, I got a million more followers because I leaked all these secrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at this. Oh, sweet selfie. <laughs> Maybe McDonald's will follow me now. The alien guts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pardon this alien <laughs> and win the election. I know, I, I'd like to welcome my alien friend. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Good. building a wall here <laughs> for these undocumented aliens. <laughs> these undocumented the extraterrestrials. <laughs> yeah, I love to say at the alien beef jerky place they have like it's all it's so cool. If you guys have a chance, go there. It's in Baker, California. It's a little bit outside Las Vegas, off of Highway 15, and it started as like a tiny little beef jerky hut, and then it just kind of grew into this big thing when they started collecting all this alien stuff, and now they're building like a giant hotel there, which I definitely oh, want to yeah. stay at. Yeah, it's super cool. They just leave but beef they jerky have... on your pillow. Oh my god, god yes. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, can housekeeping come by ten more times? Housekeeping. Ew, that'd be so gross. I know. I don't want that well, I don't mean like Unless it's like wrapped up. I mean like in a little package, not just. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's all like a I dog like, treat. Grubby fingers put on my jerky. <laughs> Stop jerking my jerky. <laughs> this pillow smells like jerky. Oh, that's so gross. It's like a little dog treat on your pillow. <laughs> I'm all curled up there, just eating the jerky. Yeah, I'm down. But I'm pretty excited. I definitely am going to stay there like as soon as they open. But they have a alien in there that's Trump. It's like Trump as an alien. And I I think it's really funny. It's just it talks and like moves his mouth. And he's I don't remember what he says. It's dumb stuff. He's like, oh, tell Biden I'm getting all these aliens out of here and stuff. And it's really funny. And you just think, oh, man, this guy. Yeah, (laughs) this guy. So yeah, so those are just a couple sightings, and honestly, we could go on for like three more hours talking about sightings, uh, but yeah, we can't. Yeah, there's, you know, hundreds, thousands, thousands, so, um, but we are going to talk about some of our own personal theories, so as we've been going through this, talking about evidence or lack of evidence or what other people are thinking, here's kind of what we're thinking. So um, I will start off by saying that I don't really believe in aliens. <laughs> um, I think it's a possibility. Gasp. I think it's a possibility because I don't want to like discount anything because I don't know 
you know, I don't know everything, surprisingly, guys. <laughs> so um, I am open to the idea of it. I just think that I personally have not seen anything that is enough to um, to be aliens. And I know that a lot of that comes from um, people who <laughs> shall remain, remain nameless who have been like, oh, well, you know, everything you studied in school was just because aliens, um, you know, <laughs> aliens were the ones who built the pyramids and blah, 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 blah. And I just But do like, you think no. that, <laughs> what about the possibility that there are aliens, but in like a different universe? I could see that. Like there's a different like, world. Like it's so far away that they p- couldn't possibly reach our planet. I can see that. I think that it's more likely that there are alien life forms, but they aren't what we think they are. Like, um, microbes are like little humanoid looking things. No, not even humanoid looking things that like are intelligent, but like alien, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like microbes, germs, whatever found on different planets. And, but, um, anyway, I want to say that I think some of the alien stuff, especially because Congress, you know, we haven't seen what they have, um, that aliens might be letting us think that there are aliens because it's covering up spending. So they classify this information so that they don't have to tell us what they're using the money for. And it's probably military and weapons and whether I could just let them think it's aliens. Um, but I mean, I guess we'll find out when that report comes out, if it ever comes out. Um, <laughs> and I mean, we and other ca- countries are so advanced that I technologies that I'm sure we don't know about because it is so top secret that maybe it's testing and then people point to aliens to cover it up because, and they want us to think it's aliens because they don't want, you know, people to freak out and know what other people have or what we are capable of doing. Um, I did used to think that, especially when it was like, oh, all these sightings happened in the 60s and that's when like we were going to the moon, mm-hmm. which is still fucking crazy that we went to the yeah. moon to me. Sometimes I do get in my mind a little bit. I'm like, did we really go to the moon? <laughs> I know we went to the moon. <laughs> I, I think we went to the moon. I, I do think we went to the moon, but sometimes I do get a little bit in my head about it and I'm just like, but how did we go to the moon in the 60s? Like, we didn't even have color TV. I mean, we did have color yeah. TV, but it's just, it's such a it's such a fucking crazy thing to think that we were on the moon, that we literally sent people in a spaceship that we built and we blasted them in the space and they went to the moon and they put a freaking flag up in the planet. Yeah. And, and our car sucked down here or... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, or we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> we were on cell phones. Or our computers were so massive. Yeah. Tell me that that how the computers computer took a whole in the room. 70s took up a whole room, but we could send a man into space, and we could communicate with him and record him in space. Yeah, and how did they know what to wear in space? Like I don't know. So many questions. That's another subject. What I'm talking about when I'm saying that we there's technologies that are so advanced that we probably just don't even know about them yet because it's gonna create panic, and that's why I'm like, all right maybe that could be an explanation for it. I don't know. I don't trust the government. I mean, I don't want to get all crazy. Like, (laughs) they're going to take my guns. But I really don't trust the government at all. So I'm just like, you know, who knows? I mean, like, can we blame them after the shit year we saw, too? It's just like Biden's president. And I'm still like, okay, so what's different? Yeah. No, I just like, I, (laughs) I just, I don't trust them at all. They're all, you know, that could be its own episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> they're all in it for themselves. <laughs> they don't want to tell us anything. They just want to keep getting us money and keep us working and our heads down and providing them with money so that they can go and start their wars. Anyway, the report. <laughs> so the report, <laughs> I don't think is going to prove or disprove anything. I'm going to assume that most of it is going to be redacted because, yeah, you can put a report out and maybe other people within the government will see it. But for us lowly peasants, it's probably all going to be redacted because Vietnam records were put out and most of it's redacted and we still don't know half the stuff that went on. So we really think we're going to be able to see everything about the aliens. Like, no. Um, but then on the other, you know, side, there's, you know, there are, of course, are wackos and who claim to see aliens and evidence for aliens, but like all the people, like these people in the military that are claiming they saw aliens or yes, UFOs exist. Like they can't all be crazy. So that's the part of me that is like, well, maybe, you know, there is something out maybe. there or they saw something or maybe they're all, maybe they are all crazy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so. People are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is, like, when we hear about alien sightings from so long ago, mm-hmm. and just even, like, the one you told me about in Texas, and I'm just thinking about, like, well, when were we actually flying and yeah. stuff like that? And when did this happen? That's kind of just a lot. I don't know. Well, I just think that, you know, obviously people are amazing in what we have able to invent and create that I don't think it's unreasonable to imagine that sort of, you know, aircraft or something and earlier than the Wright brothers. I don't think that is, you know, out of the question because right. of how long we've had different technologies and how long people have been able to come up with new things. And right. um, I mean, now it's probably, I'm not going to say easier because we have different technologies, but I'm, I guess... I don't know. I think looking back at people from where we are now and being like, okay, there's no possible way they could have done this because it was 1897 or there's no possible way this could have existed. I just like, we haven't become smarter. It's just, we've found new ways to develop things. So yeah, we we shared knowledge instead Mm -hmm. of keeping it to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So one theory, this isn't my theory, but this is one theory out there. And this theory actually comes from Dr. Stephen Greer. He's a ufologist. Yeah, it's <laughs> a real thing. <laughs> I watched, um, I watched and that too. Did you watch yeah. it? Yeah. So there's a documentary. It's called Acknowledged. And it's pretty good. You can watch it on Hulu uh, or I think Amazon. It's called Acknowledged, an expose of the world's greatest secret. Anyways, he talks about how... Many of these sightings, especially in the last hundred years, have all been around areas where militaries are testing nuclear warfare and weapons, and that that can't be a coincidence. And his theory is that aliens do exist, and they're not a threat to us, but they're worried that we are a threat to them, and so they kind of want to come and, like, figure out where we're at with nuclear technology or like cancel a nuclear technology and I think that's kind of interesting and also we are a threat so <laughs> we are a threat. let's be real if there were aliens we're probably more the threat to them than they are to us they saw and Hiroshima and they're like we gotta get this under control yeah so. seriously or it's more like they be we become a threat because we're scared they're a threat and so mm-hmm. we just like ah immediately bang, start bang. bomb yeah we're Americans. Another, I just yeah. I just started shooting. 
Well, it's not just Americans, though. No, so I know. another uh, theory is that it's kind of similar to what Katie was saying about government manipulation, whether it's for the money or it's they're going to slowly. I mean, this 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 theory is like a little far fetched for me just because it seems like such a long game for the government to be in on it for so long. Um, is a false flag invasion where they basically have been mimicking all these alien incidents to slowly like build it up even to the point of like mutilating cows and doing the crop circle designs and crashes and everything so that eventually some uh, mimic invasion will come and people have to be unified against our false outer space threat that seems just a little it's kind of like okay they could have the technology right to Mm -hmm. fake like all this stuff and i could see that but it does seem like a really long game it does seem like a long game and uh yeah but you never know (laughs) but you never know i feel like it's not just our government it's you know governments worldwide that keep stuff from their people and yeah um they're just shading. I mean, I feel like yep. I'm such a just like brother person or whatever when so, I say that, but it's just, I don't, I don't trust them. So my two theories are one is actually as aliens and they're everything we hope they'd be and <laughs> <laughs> greetings, earthlings. And they've just come out here and I don't know, they're curious. And Have you seen I've even heard arrival just as an aside. The movie Arrival. Uh, uh-uh. Oh, Tabitha, you need to watch that. It's oh, so wait, wait, wait. good with Amy Adams. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Never mind. I was getting mixed up with something else. I have not seen that one. I've been wanting to watch that one. That's one where aliens are not a threat. Um. Oh, I'm going to send it to you so you remember. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor and I have watched that a couple times, and each time I'm just amazed. It's such a good movie. So good. Yeah, so either they're real and they're totally not a threat and they just want to come out here. There's another theory. This isn't my theory, but there's another theory that they already are here and they've actually like burrowed themselves into our planet and they have like civilizations deep within our Earth. Interesting. Mole people. Plan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mole people. But my theory is like, so okay, either they're real or hear me out. It's time travel. Okay, I love this idea because I love the idea of time travel. Like, I could believe time travel over aliens because... Yes, like, like, what if it's us in the future, not necessarily me, but, like, it's the U.S. or other things in the in the future and we've discovered how to travel through time and so all these ufo sightings and crashes are actually us in the future coming back in time time. Yes. yes i i can oh we should do an episode on time travel sometime i really think that is like probably my favorite theory right now and that's kind of like the one where i'm at where i'm just like it could be it could be yeah. Marty McFly out there, and he's a little dude in a green alien suit, and I don't know. And maybe even us in the future, because we realize, like, oh, when we messed up all this stuff, like, maybe we could mess with these people and dress up like aliens. and So I don't that they aren't suspicious of time travel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that explains, that would explain why are people seeing aliens thousands of years ago mm-hmm. and also a couple of hundred years ago and why do they pretty much look the same? Why are they always a saucer or a triangle or a cigar? Yeah. Time travel. Yeah. Boom. 
So anyways, I would love to hear your guys' theories on if aliens are real or not. And if you obviously, I mean, UFOs are real, right? When a government literally said, hey, UFOs are real and we believe everything the government says, right? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think UFOs are real because it's just unidentified. Yeah. It's an unidentified object. object. It, whether yeah. it's alien or not, it's, you know, there's yeah. something out there that's unidentified. No, it's definitely real. Uh, so tell us if you think they're real and tell us what your theories are because I'd love to hear it and maybe we can talk about that on one of our little single shots yeah, or there's something. there's no right or wrong answer because this is all theory. No right or wrong. So let's, let's no. do it. Tell us. This episode <laughs> went a little bit longer than I thought it would, but, uh, <laughs> it is aliens, guys. Come yeah, on. Yeah, we were just... Come on. Away. You're lucky I didn't go way down some rabbit holes. Yeah. <laughs> The stuff I was reading, I was just like, oh my gosh, we can talk about this, we can talk about this. But then, literally, we would be talking about it for hours and hours and hours. Forever. Yep. Forever. Forever. So, some of our sources were departmentofdefensewebsite.gov. And like I said, I'll post some of those videos on Patreon for you guys. FBI.gov. And I'm going to share that memo with you on Patreon. Unsolved Mysteries, episode five. That's the one that talks about the Berkshire County. You can watch that on Netflix. Mm-hmm unacknowledged an expose of the world's greatest secret you can watch on hulu and i do recommend it i think it's about an hour and a half it's really good but the intro is very graphic so don't watch that with your kids or anything like that there's literally like people getting beheaded and it's not fake and i was like holy yeah shit. i was but a little i was like what did you have me watch tabitha i know and then it it's got into showing, it, and it was fine also it's, it's really just like talking about how fucked up we are as a planet and we're evil and we're the threat Mm -hmm. not aliens so i do like that little spin on there uh new york times skeptoid with brian dunning fandom u.s navy 60 minutes the atlantic dallas morning news houston press and the berkshire eagle and my own mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah right and katie and tabitha's weird minds um, Weird mind. And episodes such and such of Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, that's aliens. Well, that's it. Some of aliens. UFOs. Yes. Technically. Yeah. And Technically UFOs. Uh, that's all we got for you guys tonight. That's all we got. Um, phone home. <laughs> E.T. Phone home. Until next time, y'all.